and gentlemen, welcome back to the Unstuck Movement. As always, I'm your host, Rob Z, and this platform is created for you to find breakthrough in your life. So what we love to do on this podcast is bring people on who have gone through difficult times, who have been stuck at different places in their life, and they've found that breakthrough. Because I think in life, when we find breakthrough, we break that glass ceiling that's been holding us back, and we find more of our true God-given potential. And that is the goal for these episodes, to give you an example that it is possible. So if you feel like you're stuck, I love these stories to give you an example of what is possible for yourself. If you keep going, if you keep searching for those breakthroughs, you will get yourself unstuck. I want to thank the sponsors who make this podcast possible. Thank you to the Connected Leaders Academy and to Unleash You Now. And today, I would like to introduce you to our guest, Jolie Lachlan Hares. She is a co-founder of Breathe Capital Planning, LLC, based in Rochester, New York, serving clients across the U.S. She's a motivational speaker, an aspiring writer, dedicated to sharing stories of overcoming challenges and promoting love and kindness. Jolie is known for her remarkable achievements, including a successful battle with infertility, leadership roles in various industries, and her significant contributions to Breathe Capital planning as it helps numerous clients achieve financial success and personal growth. Julie, thank you so much for being a part of the Unstuck Movement. Rob, thank you. I'm so excited to be here with you this morning. This is going to be fun. So yes. thank you. <laughs> it's going to be awesome. <laughs> and I can't wait for you to give value to our audience and inspire people to find that breakthrough in their life. So I love to start these episodes out with a question, because as we know, we ask the right questions in life, we get better answers, that leads to breakthrough. So my question for you is, is there an event, and what was that event that propelled you into your divine purpose? And how did that play into the unstuck story of your life? Yeah, it, it sure was. There was um, critical turning points, Rob, <clears throat> excuse me, is what I like to call them. You know, there are two key things that happened. They kind of <clears throat> put me on the path that I'm on now. Sorry, I'm recovering from a little cold, but that's okay. Me too. <clears throat> so annoying. But anyways, so I'm gonna go back about um 10 years back in time a little bit with you, take you on a little journey of my life. I was um very successful getting on planes, flying all over the country, um, working for very large companies as a paid business consultant. And um just so happened that I had to get on a plane on my only child's seventh birthday. And it was a rough, it was a rough day for me. Um, I had recently just kind of navigated my way through a very complex divorce um, from a person who is extremely high net worth involved in a family business. And if you know anything about any of those variables, that's a lot to unpack right there. So I'm just coming off of that <clears throat> post-divorce. You know, my parents were awesome and supportive and we spent the day with my son and um, we I pushed my departure time back as far as I could, but I'm flying from New York to Texas. And as it was, I was going to get on the ground in San Antonio after midnight. And I knew I had to be like ready to go the next morning. So my parents and my son take me to the airport. You know, I, we kind of like had been pretending like I wasn't leaving almost. But when we got to the airport, my dad got out of the car, came around the car to hand me my bag. My son's crying. I'm crying, Rob. And even my six foot tall, tough as nails father is starting to cry and big tears in his eyes. He's a really, really successful person. Um, my father has always been someone that I've 
admired tremendously. And I've tried to model my life as much to be as much like my father as possible because he's that high caliber of person that you always aspire to be, right? So when he says something, he's not frivolous with his, with his words and what he says he means. He handed my handed my, me my bag, Rob, and this is my one of my pivotal moments. And he said, don't take this the wrong way. Your mother and I are so proud of you. You have navigated uh, some very tricky things in life. You are a rock star in your category. Um, you're amazing at what you do. You're very successful. But this, and he looks at my son crying. He looks at me crying. He, like He's got big tears in his eyes. This, my friend, it's time for a change. This is your life has changed. You can't keep getting on planes and leaving every other week. Um, I know it, it it sounds crazy coming from your father who has always pushed you to get to your highest level financially and for your own self-esteem and your own career. Mm. But my friend, it's time for a change. And he's like, it's okay. It's okay, Julie. He's like, look at me. My dad retired from a very successful job in telecommunications after 30 years and started his own company at the age of 50, Rob. And from 50 to 60, he made an incredible amount of money and was very, very, very successful. He's like, I did it later in life. You can too. I mean, at the time I'm like 45 years old and I'm going, what the heck am I going to do? I'm used to, you know, having the backing of a big corporation behind me. Yes. I'm a, I'm a consultant, but I also am working for big corporations. Um, I was used to a certain level of compensation. I had, you know, you build your life around your budget. You, I had a home. I had actually under indexed drastically coming off of my divorce because I knew it was on me to pay for my own home, my, my, my cars, everything was on me. I did not have a situation where I had any support or child support. So I knew kind of like I had to be in charge of everything in my mind. I couldn't, I couldn't come to terms with where can I go work locally where I can make the kind of money that I'm making and and be excited to do the work every day. So I really, my wheels started turning Rob all the way to Texas, all the way back. I It just rang in my ears what my father had said. And I'm like, my father's right. And it's time for me to figure this out. So I got back and then I, and when God wants to get your attention, he sends very important people into your life to wake you up mm. and give you give you a tap on the shoulder. I fly back to Rochester and literally uh, that weekend, I run into my childhood best friend who I hadn't seen in probably 15 years, like idiots jumping up and down in the grocery store. She's so excited to see me. We make a plan to get our kids together at the park that weekend. We're getting our coffee. We're sitting there. She looks beautiful. She's got a successful career as a personal trainer, married to a great guy. Um, I I just, I was so happy for her because she was so happy. Um, we, we got chatting and then she just looked at me and she like took me by the hand and said, I prayed to run into you. And I thought that's, I think that's the nicest thing anybody's ever said to me. I said, thank you so much. I'm, I'm so excited to see you too. She's like, no, Julie. She's like, you were always that person. Everyone always came to, to navigate really complicated situations. And I'm in the midst of one of the biggest storms of my entire life. Mm. My heart dropped, Rob. I thought all I could think of was her marriage just because of what I had just come off of. I, I like kind of like you have this presumption that everybody's struggling the way that you were. And I'm like, please don't let it be your marriage. Cause that's all I could think. 
And she took a deep breath and she looked me right in the face and she said, I'm very, very sick. Now, Rob, to look at her, you would not know. She looked amazing. Mm. She was a personal trainer. She had very low body fat. She was eating organic. Like, I mean, she was to me, as you looked at her, she looked like the picture of health and incredibly happy. But she said, I have a very aggressive form of sarcoma and it is aggressive and it's spreading and I'm at this weird crossroads where I've got getting different opinions, different doctors. I'm not sure what to do. And she just looked very defeated. Mm-hmm. And she's like, I just really needed to run into you because I really kind of need your input. And you were always that friend that would kind of get in the trenches with people and help them work out complex problems. And I thought about what she was saying to me. And I'm like, that's it. That's the key. That's what I'm supposed to be doing. She's right. That's what I've always done. So that really also got my wheels turning. I looked at my friend. I took her by the hand and I looked at her right in her face. And I said, we're going to fight like hell is what we're going to (laughs) do. And we did. We did. Um, We fought for about a year and a half, incredibly hard, no stone unturned. We, we talked to doctors across the world. Um, I was with her on a lot of the journey. Um, one day she's sitting there getting treatment and we're, I'm at the hospital with her and she just looks at me and she's like, so have you figured it out yet? Like what your dad said to you and what I've said to you, what are you going to do? And I said, you know what? I have been figuring it out. You know, I've, I've looked at two paths, actually two paths that I think I'd be incredibly good at. One would be the law because I had a pre-law degree or it would be financial because that's actually the work that I've been doing with people in these big situations, in these bigger corporations, kind of like I was doing some succession planning for a couple of businesses that were going from one generation to the next. And then I had also helped people earlier on in my career, um, business owners, I had helped with overall profitability. So I had a certain business acumen and felt very confident in these two areas. And I I said, you know what, I think I'm going to go towards the financial. And she looked at me and she said, don't waste any more time. You don't know how much more time you have left. You're meant to help people. You're meant to do this. And I want you to take this seriously and go for it, Julie. You need to do this. And um, she's like, look at me. I'm 44. I'm not going to probably see 45. Mm. And unfortunately, Rob, you know, her propheticness with that was was true. She She did pass shortly after this actual pivotal conversation in my life. Um, Yeah, it was a gift. It was a gift to me. I was blessed to be with my friend at the end of her life. And I was blessed that, um, you know, God used these people in my life to get my attention. And so it's not lost on me, right? I, I, um, I try to honor it. And in my story, when I tell people like, why am I, why am I am in business? Because when people look to hire us, engage with us, I want to tell them, I am not in this for the money that I can make. I'm actually in this to help you change your life. And that's my passion. It's my calling. It's what I, what I know I'm meant to do here. I know I'm meant to encourage and inspire other people that they can change their relationship with money. They can, um, they can overcome very difficult circumstances um, my life has kind of been a testimony to that. Honestly, there's been, 
you know, times in my life where um, my back was really against the wall at post-divorce, right? So I went through some challenging economic times myself. Um, I think when you when you look to engage with people that have that kind of life experience, they bring a lot to the table, whether it's coaching, whether it's a coach or it's a, your financial person, you, you know, you want to deal with people that are real people that have ex- experienced real things that can help you navigate because life is tricky right now out here in the world, right? Let's be honest. So, you know, I'm, I'm grateful. Um, these are these pivotal moments that really, really changed my life. And when you asked me that question, this is kind of the, the journey that I was on. And this is how I ended up where I am today. <clears throat> Incredible. Thank you for sharing all of that. And yeah, it's, it's amazing, isn't it? How God shows up uh, in your life through different people and impacts your life. And, and, and usually, actually not usually, you never see it coming, right? When it's from God, you do not see those situations popping up. So, okay, after that conversation, right? What were the steps that you took? Because I think yeah. this is a, a huge piece of the puzzle for people. Like you have like a, a divine moment, you have it a moment that uh, you know shifts your direction, mm-hmm. but then it's all about taking action, yep. right? Uh, so, so what did that look like in the the weeks, the months following that that led you to where you're at now? So, a critical piece, and I knew this from dealing with other business owners. I had dealt with and been all of my clients for the past twenty plus years had been business owners, right? What I know about business owners is that if you're going to start a business, you don't want to try to support your family off that business for the first three years, generally, right? Drilled into my head, years and years of seeing business owners struggle or flourish and everywhere in between. I said to myself, you have to build cash reserves quickly. So I cut back drastically in my lifestyle. I didn't travel for five years. I didn't take any vacations. I didn't travel. The money that I would have done that with, I socked away. I eliminated um, any discretionary spend that wasn't necessary. I literally stopped. Mm -hmm. And I cut back in pretty every area of my life, Rob. And I started taking my bonuses and different things and stocking it away and pretending like I didn't even have it. And I built up a cash reserve of only two years of my income for myself. While I was doing that, I was researching, what does it take to get licensed? What do I need to do to you know, work in this financial space? I started um, doing my own due diligence. I interviewed many, many people. I selected a firm that I felt like I would get the level of support and education. Um, they were a locally held firm. They were filled with pretty much fiduciary financial planners that were massively successful. I went and worked under some people. You have to, when you start a business, you sometimes have to humble yourself. I had to realize I was um, doing really, really well out in this category of where I lived, right? But I'm coming into an industry where I'm an unknown. Nobody knows me. They don't know my ability. Um, I need to learn and I need to be um, gracious with people that are giving me the education and the opportunity to learn alongside of them. The first year in that entity, in that business, I was in the top 20 of women across the country with that firm. And then I decided to make a change to another, to be affiliated with another organization. When you're in um, my type of industry, you are either completely independent and you hire your own compliance and it's called RIA, or you are affiliated with a broker dealer. And there's different levels of um 
of what you can choose in that. I came in through the insurance side and then you insurance and then got licensed for investments and then eventually started to just learn, learn as much as I could. I ended up going to a larger broker dealer, learning a, a lot. I was actually in the leaders with that organization, the leaders group, um, kind of got through that and, you know, was building my book of business. Um, my business partner and I decided we wanted to do a beta test of working with people in a more holistic, I would call it financial planning pr practice, where we not only wanted to work on your analytics and give you the best possible plan, but we also wanted to talk to you about your money mindset and what might be getting in the way of you being successful long-term with your money. Because uh, we were seeing repeating things happen, Rob, where people would clear their debt and then rack their debt back up, or they would get a lot of money going and then all of a sudden they would lose all the money. And I was, I was, my years of consulting led me to believe that there's not only a, a tactical, but there's also a, a mindset side to this business. We beta tested with our first, with our top uh, 20 clients to say, hey, we're going to try this. We're going to charge you a very nominal fee. Um, we'd love your feedback on it. You're part of our beta test. It was so well received that we knew we had gold with that. And then we decided to form our own company and, and kind of go to a more independent broker dealer. That's Amazing. where we are today. Yeah. That's Amazing. Congratulations. Thank you. That's really cool to hear. It's 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 such a it's such a fine line to walk as you uh, put those pieces together. And I love to hear that you saved up. Would you say two years of 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 income before you did that? So I did not do that. I just jumped ship. So uh, <laughs> I could have yep. used your advice a few years ago. Um, you know, a lot of people, a lot of people jump ship, and and about thirty percent of the people will make it doing it that way. Yeah, I you know, and I and I kind of knew that but i also knew what i like talking about divine situations um I, I can i've i've learned in the past i can live on very little so i knew i'd be okay there but i also knew what god wanted me to do i felt like this uh i had to do it now now did i have to do it right then maybe maybe not but i did right so i yeah. just felt like just, it's just time to do it don't waste any time just move just act and i encourage people to do that also to, to don't waste time and act but also to do it wisely and to take time. So hearing what you're saying is, is really important because that is a piece of the puzzle that is integral in all of this is they really have to take the time to, to plan the financial part of it out before they take that big leap. Hi, my name is Jose Escobar and I'm the founder and CEO of the Connected Leaders Academy. We're a growing tribe a community of entrepreneurs all over the world, globally, all across the country, high performers, titans of industry. If you're an entrepreneur and you're looking to grow personally and professionally, scale your influence, develop your skill sets, move the needle in your business, more clients, more money, more profit, the bottom line, and of course, grow your circle and your network like never before, this is where you want to be. Join the Connected Leaders Academy today. We are scaling massively. We want to welcome you in. Check me out on Instagram and on Facebook, the at symbol JASCO25. We look forward to having you join us. Take care. So let's talk about your seven-year-old, right? Because I love the beginning of the story and I and I feel you. I'm I'm also divorced and 
I, I don't travel nearly as much as you were traveling, right? But just the, there's a lot of pain that comes there and a, and a lot of, that's a, that's a really, to be able to balance wanting to grow a career, wanting to be successful and, and have the life maybe you picture yourself to have financially or just career wise, and then also making sure you're there for your kids and mm-hmm. raising them correctly, especially if you're divorced. So how did things change with your seven-year-old after that divine encounter? growing this business and and how has that relationship gone over the how how long ago was that 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 all happened that you had that divine appointment how long how many years ago 10 10 years 10 years ago okay so what was that journey like how how strained was the relationship and then what is it like today yeah my son and i are very very close um incredibly close uh almost like soulmate best friends mother daughter or not not daughter but son and mom right and um he you know him saying to me mommy i never want to be away from you on my birthday um because i used to tell him that was my favorite day of the whole year Mm. having been told by a team of 10 expert doctors that i would never have children to be able to tell you that i got through that and i have this child i know that it's special so I know that my time with him is precious and I honor that. Um, I really have re-engineered my life so that I can be there for Jared when he needs me to be there. And we're in what I would call these super critical times, which are the teenage years. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and, um, you know, I um, I worked really, really hard when I was on the road. I would work 15, 16, 17 hour days on the three days that he was with his father. So that when I came back for those four days, the people that I was working for either under contract or when I was in an employee employee situation, they knew that I would not be on the road Fridays, Thursday, Thursday, Friday. Those were my times with Jared. I would be so excited. I could pick him up from school. We could do things together. Um, the whole weekend we would have it planned. We looked for, every Thursday. I looked forward to it. Um, and then as my situation changed and now I'm the business owner, you know, his, his school is literally right down the street from my office and he's got uh, like a two hour break where he's got, he can leave to go get a lunch. He'll, he'll often just show up in my office. He was able to intern with me this summer for the first time and work with me on a lot of my marketing and, I'm proud to tell you that my son actually owns two businesses already wow. and super entrepreneurial. And I feel like, I feel like this is, was ingrained in him and his father and I just nurtured it and we supported him and he had a vision on his heart to start a sneaker resale business. He was massively successful. And then he is also the the co-founder with his dad of the beast of the East national dual team. They've been national champions They've been top in the top two in the country year over year. Um, uh, for what? Wrestling. For wrestling. Amazing. Okay. Yeah. And so that's his passion. And it's pretty cool because I don't think he had a strategy to this. I think it just has evolved. But going through that, cultivating that beast of East wrestling dual team, he's realized that his passion is to represent athletes in a sports agent way. And has his vision and dream to be a sports agent and a lawyer, basically Mm. a dual degree. So, you know, he's 
he is my everything, Rob. Like that's my reason for, for everything. That is my why. I love that. Yeah. Same here. That's really good. So uh, something else I want to talk to on this, because I think this is, uh, if anybody is listening to this, who comes from a a divorce situation, I, I think these things are important to touch on. Talk about a little bit, you and his dad and your relationship. It sounds like you two kept a pretty amicable relationship for your son. Am I right? Am I wrong? What was that like? It was, it was challenging in the beginning. Um, we had to kind of work through some difficult, um, things. Um, once we got through that and we figured out a system that worked for both of us, um, I was able to honor things that were important to him. And I feel like he was able to honor things that were important to me. So, you know, things like it was super uncomfortable, Rob, honestly, in the beginning, and we decided to pick a neutral spot to drop off and pick up. It actually helped us both. And we're way past that now. I mean, we've been divorced almost 13, 14 years now. But, um, you know, in the beginning, we just tried to do for each other what made it as easy as it could be for us, but also for Jared. Mm-hmm. Um and, you know, I respect his father tremendously. He's a, he's a great father. He's been a very good father to our son. Um, he's supported Jared and he's traveled all over the country with him to help him on his dream with the wrestling and, and different things. So, um, you know, I honor that in, in him. Um, he and I were not a good match, but that doesn't mean that you can't have your children's best interest at heart. And I feel like my son gets the best of both worlds because we're very different people, his dad and I. Um, You know, I'm much more conservative. I'm much more like organized and disciplined. His dad's a little bit more free floating, a little bit more going with the flow type of person. And so I feel like my son gets a good yin and yang and can and can kind of come up with his own style that works for him. Beautiful. I love that. So this, and I think this is really, really important because as we're getting unstuck, right? Maybe you get yourself unstuck in a financial sense that you built your own business, but you leave the other things behind like your family, right? Or vice versa, you really focus on your family, which is, I mean, raising your kids is the most important thing we could ever possibly do to raise our kids up and make sure that they're, they're good people. They know that we love them and we send them on the the right path to be good human beings who uh, want to do better for the world, want to do better for others and, and serve God. And it's really cool to hear that, you know, because you can spend all of your time, uh, you know, raising your kids up and lose sight of yourself. And, and and this is the case for a lot of moms, right? They lose sight of who they are. So in my coaching, oftentimes I'll have uh, moms who, who come to me who want to start a business, who want to start a side hustle because they spent their, you know, they're into their 40s or their 50s and they feel that they wasted a lot of time not that they wasted because they raised their kids but they didn't focus on them enough themselves enough and knowing what they wanted enough Uh, and so i think it's really important to find that balance and it's really it can be really hard to find that balance and also on top of that also the forgiveness that you seem to have found with your ex-husband i think that is and that he's found with you is just huge time heals all wounds for some people, that's the case. Other people, they hold on to these things forever, and they're always bad-mouthing other people in their life. So there's a bunch of different lessons there that I think are extremely important. And with the rest of the time that we have together, I think it's really important that we talk about... I feel forgiveness is the most important thing to talk about right here, because to forgive yourself, because you had to forgive yourself to like leave behind 
the high paying corporate jobs in consulting that you were doing. You had to forgive yourself for the divorce. You had to like, what was forgiveness like for you in that situation? How did you process through that? You know, I need, I know I needed to honor myself. Um, our situation was pretty strained and I had my grandmother, my great grandmother that came here from Ireland come to me in a dream and mm. basically said at, um, at what price are you willing to, are you willing to sacrifice your whole self for this? And my answer was no, I needed to honor me. And I felt like the right thing for me to do was to, um, end that, end that relationship to honor myself. And I feel like, um, my son didn't understand it at the time, Rob, and it was painful, mm-hmm. But as he's grown and his he has seen the evolution of everything, he fully comprehends um, why it was better for all of us for me to make that decision. Mm, very good, very powerful. So, uh, in, in conclusion, I, I would like to ask the audience the question that I asked you at the beginning. So, anybody who's watching this, is there a, a divine moment, you know, an event in your life that has happened to you? that is going to propel you into your purpose? Are you embracing that? So how are you embracing that event? Or I guess I could also encourage people to be looking for that event because we need to be paying attention because those events pop up in our life. Make sure you're paying attention. And what does that look like to pay attention and and see that that is um, that things are happening in your life. Things are aligning to put you on a course in a certain direction that is for the better of yourself, the better of those around you. So just be watching out for that. And I wanted to ask you, Julie, by the way, I just want to thank you, number one, for coming on here, for sharing your story. It's been so good and I've really enjoyed it. Yeah. Well, what we advice... met at another event and I loved what you said and and just like how, you're, how your approach and everything, Rob. And I was like, oh, I can't wait to talk to Rob again. So thank you for having me. Absolutely. Yes. Uh, and as far as on the financial realm, maybe just something to get people started. Uh, say they are yeah. not money conscious, say they're poverty mindset what uh what advice and this might be a difficult question with one question what advice do you give them to start on that journey of of turning that mindset around towards money right so i have to do my disclaimer which is this is not um this is not um directed advice this is a global recommendation and every person's financial situation is very specific and so this is a very general recommendation because when we are in this level that we're at we get very specific with all of your variables before we make any recommendation but a very general thing that i could say that would not get me into hot water is um everything comes back to your um I don't call it a budget. (laughs) I call it a spending plan because let's be honest, you're going to spend your money every single month. Every dollar that you have has a destination and don't kid yourself to think that it doesn't because it does. My partner and I work from what's called a zero sum budget. What that means is you have your income coming in. You have all of your fixed expenses, which are things that you can't get away from like mortgage or rent. Um, car insurances, things like that, that are going to be automatic every single month. And then you also have discretionary spend. That's your dining out, your coffees, your, your movies, all of that. You should, 
if you are not sure if you're on track or not on track, a good exercise is for you to basically list your income coming in. What were your fixed expenses and what was your discretionary spend? And if you're not sure what your discretionary spend was, get out however you're spending, either debit card or credit card. I hope it's not credit card, but maybe it is. And review your statement for an entire month. Get a highlighter out and highlight every time you discretionarily spent. It will shock you how much you are just randomly spending. Mm -hmm. And if it's not where you want it to be, that's how you can really have a wake up call and make a change. Very true. Because when you look at it, it might shock you, <laughs> right? Yep. And listen, I, I deal with people that are, that are multimillionaires and I deal with people that are thousandaires, right? So, and everywhere in between and everywhere, everyone has a cash flow situation. Everyone, I don't care how much money you make. Mm -hmm. And if you really want to make a change with your situation, with your money, you have to raise your awareness that's step one. You have to be aware what is actually happening. It's not uncommon, Rob, for a lot of people that come in our office to be in denial. They haven't opened their mail. They don't know where their money is. They are just completely checked out and oblivious to it because they feel like it's bad. So they don't want to engage with it. Right. You cannot make a change until you accept where you are. So the very first step that we do with clients is we take a snapshot of where you are financially and we actually show it to you. Did you kind of like, this is where you are. Is this what you thought? Is, is it, is it way better than you thought? Is it way worse? Kind of, let's talk about that. So awareness is step one. Amazing. I love that. Thank you so much, Julie. This has been wonderful. It's always wonderful to chat with you. So I really appreciate and value your time. And sure. thank you so much for being a part of the unstuck movement. Sure. Thank you. And if anyone needed to contact me for any questions, you can reach us at um, www.breathecapitalplanning.com. We'll have all that information in the bio as well. So you guys can find it there. Have an awesome day, Julie. Thanks, Rob. Thank you so much. Have a great day. 